I'm Carlos Virgen, and this is The Storyline, produced by The Day in New London, Connecticut. On The Storyline, each week, we attempt to bring you insights on the stories and topics that we cover at The Day. I talk to our journalists to give you a better understanding on how and why we do our jobs. This week, I talked to arts and culture writer Mary Beekert about a recent Saturday when she went from observing a sublime artist at the Guard in New London to trudging around in cold, wet shoes on a slushy, snow-filled street in another part of New London, trying to piece together what happened at the scene of a fatal shooting. It's just one example of how journalists have to be able to quickly and confidently pivot at any given moment of a day. Here's Mary. Um, I got into the office around 10.20, and I had to be at the Guard, the Guard Art Center by 10.45, so I kind of um, reviewed my notes and went over some things before heading over there, and basically I was covering um, the Nutcracker Ballet that was being put on by the Eastern Connecticut Ballet, and they do that every year, and um, for the last five years, uh, the New York City Ballet principal dancer, Sarah Mearns, comes and she plays, um, or she dances as the Sugar Plum Fairy. When I went to the Guard Art Center, I went there with Tim Cook, who's our videographer, and we started by interviewing three girls that I had actually interviewed earlier in the week, and so I had my questions ready for them, and they were all nervous before the show, and like they had all their makeup on, their hair done perfectly, but at this point they hadn't seen Sarah Mern, so they were, I could tell, like shaky and amped up and like ready to see her. Her coming here is just really inspiring to all of us. The thing about Sarah is that it's not only her technique that makes her the dancer she is. It's her stage presence um, and the just essence she has when she's dancing, and that's really something that I strive to kind of mirror in my dancing. Sarah Mearns is a principal dancer with the New York City Ballet, and she is considered one of the premier ballet dancers of our time. And really, like, just seeing her on Saturday, that became immediately clear. She was just phenomenal, even in the warm-up alone. I was just totally blown away by how she's able to move. As I met her um, before she started warming up backstage, and then we went up to the Oasis room, and... She did her morning warm-ups with some of the older ballet dancers, which was probably like about 30 or 40 dancers. And all the girls were like super chatty and loud. And they, you know, they were excited and talking. And then the second Sarah walks into the door, like the whole room just silenced out and they all stood up and like went into their first positions. And you could tell that they were really serious and also excited that she was there. And you could tell that really like her being in the room, like, made them want to perform better. Then it was all hustle and bustle backstage and they were doing spacing on stage, which basically means they're just practicing like some of the roles with, with Sarah and them to make sure they all knew where they were going. And all the girls are getting ready and getting into their costumes and they're putting on their makeup and Sarah's on stage and they're all watching her from the wings like and she, Sarah's warming up by herself and they're just completely in awe by her. And I think for her, it felt like like there was like a transcendent energy that like kind of overcame her, even in her warm up. Like people kind of understand precisely what the beauty of ballet is by watching her. 
she brings like an emotion and an intensity in her dancing that I feel like you don't normally see. And like, even for someone as my, like myself, and I just, I don't know ballet that well. I'm not an expert in ballet, but watching her, I mean, it's just clear how special she is and how rare she is. She's the inspiration for all of my students and the audience. It's important to educate the audience as to what good ballet is and where it can take you when you see somebody like Sarah do a pas de deux to that beautiful Tchaikovsky music. Uh, it takes you to another oh, realm. Do I go over here for the boat or I stay over here? For the boat? Yeah, when the boat comes on. For the boat, when the boat comes on, he goes over here. I go over here. She's interested in many forms of music and dance and she tries to make herself available, which makes her an extraordinary performer. I was, I was really enjoying the moment though because like, I feel like the ballet world is kind of this hidden world that not a lot of us get to go into or see behind the scenes. And I think it's kind of, um, I don't know, a mystery. And for me seeing that was really exciting. And so I'm in the midst of like this, you know, beautiful ballerina, beautiful art and little did I know that two hours later I would be at the crime scene so and we got a call about a fatal shooting on Orchard Street in New London and in the scanner we could hear that it seemed like a man was shot in the head. So I knew going into it that it was going to be pretty serious. So I was there on the scene in the snow. It was snowing really hard now at this point. <laughs> and I was there for about an hour and a half, um, just checking out what was going on, trying to talk to neighbors, trying to see what happened from their point of view, if they had heard anything or seen anything. And I was also trying to talk to the police. And um, when you get to a crime scene, police don't really want to talk to you right away because they have to confirm, you know, details. And I couldn't leave the scene, though, until the officer who was overseeing the scene, in this case it was Captain Brian Wright, um, was able to confirm with me that there was, in fact, a man who was killed by gunshot and he was shot in the head. I couldn't leave until I had that information. And once he gave me that information, then I right away left. I had everything I needed, and I went back to the office, and I had to write that story pretty much immediately, which we got online, so we broke the story. And then after that, I had to finish my ballet feature. I had to write a story about the weather. <laughs> um, and I had to just do a whole bunch of other things. I had to write out the arrest reports and... Also take care of things on the website and make sure the pictures looked right and the headlines looked right for the ballet story. And it was a busy day and I got out at 10 p.m. So I think there, at some point when I was on the crime scene, I realized that how, how strange it was really that I went from this beauty of being at the ballet and like the beauty of being in the preparation for this production of the Nutcracker in one hour. And then the next hour I'm at this gruesome crime scene. It was kind of this weird juxtaposition but that's also like the life of a journalist in a way it's we have to be versatile in anything we have to be able to write about anything at any time we have to know what to do and I think that's kind of the excitement about being a journalist and that's why I love it <laughs>
Additional audio from a video feature on Sarah Mearns by The Day's Tim Cook. And don't forget to check out our Trusty News project at theday.com forward slash trusting news. What does leave work now mean to you? What does it imply? It implies that wherever you're sitting listening to this, it is not as fun as what you could be doing. (laughs) Exactly. We're the harbingers of relaxation. It's your job every day to go and do what other people would consider fun. So this podcast is sort of like going along with you. You want to go with me the next time I attend a Yanni concert? now with Rick Costner. Find us on the day.com or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.